G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. When we're afraid, it seems as though nothing anyone else says or does can make a difference. Well, what if God has something to say? And what if it does actually make a difference? That'd be worth listening to, wouldn't it? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to the program as we take another look at the fear we all experience in life from time to time. From a different perspective. You know what I've noticed about those times when I am truly, truly afraid? It seems that nothing anybody says or does can make a difference. When you're going through some really tough times and you just don't know what the future holds and everything looks bleak and grim, every eventuality we imagine has a bad outcome. Because when we're afraid, it seems to me that we lose hope. And hope is being able to see into the future and believe that something good is going to happen. A place without hope is a dark and dangerous place indeed. And yet that's where we so often find ourselves in life. Yesterday on the program we saw how one of Israel's kings, Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, was faced with overwhelming odds. A massive army, three nations coming against him at the same time. There was no way that his small army could ever win that battle against this mighty enemy. No way. Or was there? Now, old Josh, he didn't panic, nor was he frozen with fear. He went to God and told God just the way it was. Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 12. O oh God, we are powerless against this great multitude that is coming against us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. There you have it. Well, right now, we're going to take a look at what happened next. Did God respond? Did he? And if he did, did it make any difference? Because as I said right at the beginning, so often when we're afraid, it seems that nothing anybody else says or does ever makes a difference. Well, let's have a look. We're going to read the next part of the story. It begins in Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 13. Meanwhile, all of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah and the son of a whole bunch of lineage. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, one of the Levites in the middle of the assembly. He said, Listen, all of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat, Thus says the Lord to you, Do not fear or be dismayed at the great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow go down against them, they will come up the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the valley before the wilderness of Jeruel. This battle is not for you to fight. Take your position, stand still, and see the victory of the Lord on your behalf, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, and the Lord will be with you. Then Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground, and all of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord, worshipping him. And the Levites stood up to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. 
They rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, O Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God and you will be established. Believe in his prophets. When he had taken counsel with the people, he appointed those who were to sing to the Lord and to praise him in holy splendor as they went out before the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. If he didn't know better, he'd say they were nuts. And right in the middle of this frightening time, God ups and speaks through this man. The Spirit of God falls on this man, Jehaziel. It wasn't such a funny name to them back then. And what does God say? Do not be afraid, do not be dismayed at this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. And again, in verse 17, this battle is not for you to fight. Take your position, stand still, and see the victory of the Lord on your behalf. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them and the Lord will be with you. Now, I want to just think through that for a bit because this is so important. This is the crux of the whole story. You see, we think in our human thinking, we've always been taught to be self-reliant. God helps those who help themselves, right? But here, God is saying exactly 180 degrees the opposite. This nation of Judah, God's chosen people, the remnant of Israel, the rump, if you like, these people who've put their faith in their God against overwhelming odds. In fact, they had nowhere else to go. They are facing certain absolute annihilation. Remember, we're not talking about some football match here. This is not like your team annihilating my team on the weekend and on Monday morning we talk about it. This is complete death and destruction. So they turned to God with fear in their hearts. That's what it said right at the beginning. It said Jehoshaphat was afraid and just like you and I would be, but he set himself to seek the Lord and he proclaimed a fast through all Judah and they waited on God. They could have panicked. They could have been immobilized with fear, but instead he waited on God and God spoke and God said, this is my battle and not yours. We don't expect that, do we? Oh, sure, we expect God to do it for other people, but not for us. Let me give you an example. You're married. Your wife or your husband seems to have drifted away from you. You, you long for them. You yearn to be close. But it doesn't matter how much you try or what you say or do, it just doesn't happen. You can see your soulmate drifting away from you and from God and you start thinking the unthinkable in your heart. Th this is going to end in divorce. How do you respond? Panic? Frozen in fear? Start behaving badly yourself? Or do you set yourself to seek God, to inquire of him, to discover that what God really wants to say to you is this battle is not for you to fight? Take your position, stand still, and see the victory of the Lord on your behalf. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out and the Lord will be with you. Come on, this is where the rubber hits the road. And look, look at how Judah and the King Jehoshaphat responded to this incredible message from God. Did they scoff in disbelief? Did they have a church council meeting to debate the matter? How did they respond? Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground and all of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord, worshipping the Lord, and they all sang. And they went out to meet this massive army singing God's praises. Come on, this is where it's at. God is a mighty God and he's a loving God. And when we go and inquire of him from deep within our fear, 
He'll take charge. He fights the battles we can't fight. And sometimes it's not about defeating some enemy out there. No, sometimes he has to do a work of grace in our hearts to change us and heal us. So often we think we know what the answer should be, but actually we haven't a clue. So often we plan this victory or that, but but when we put it in his hands, his victory and his outcome are so perfect. We don't have time right now, but if you read on in this chapter, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, you will discover that God won a mighty victory against the impossible enemy that day. And God's chosen people just stood there and watched. They didn't have to lift a finger. It was God's battle and God's victory. He wants to do that sometimes in our lives. And when we're racing around panicking or when we've closed our ears frozen in fear, we miss out on that. On that day, God's chosen people discovered that the battle truly belonged to their God. A social media is a great way to stay connected to your friends and the world around you. And we'd like to invite you to be part of the Christianity Works community. The Christianity Works community is full of daily thoughts and devotions and inspirations. So no matter what kind of day you're having, you can be encouraged. If you're on Facebook, search for the Christianity Works page and like us. When you do, you'll see some encouragement from your friends and community at Christianity Works, including free booklet downloads from time to time. But more than that, it's a library of thoughts and verses that you can share with your friends and family. So we'll be sharing God's Word together. It's a great way to share the good news of Jesus amongst all the chaos. Amen. So like Christianity Works on Facebook, be encouraged and blessed, and share some of that with your friends as well. I pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time Monday with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.